The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Welcome, everyone, to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse and Ascended Master Radio. I'm your host, Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy, your co-host. <laughs> and I'm Sid Bennett, whatever I do here. You're yeah. The, yeah. Well, you're a co-host. Okay. Third leg of the stool. <laughs> Third leg of the stool, indeed. Well, today we are going to be talking about one of uh, the most important aspects of the teachings of the Ascended Masters. We could say that about every single teaching I know, but in this particular case, we're talking about your higher self. This is your innate divinity. This is your higher reality. And this is a very important concept for everybody to get because there's more to you than meets the eye. Well, there is. I mean, (laughs) when you look in the mirror in the morning and, you know, what do you see? You know, maybe some bags under your eyes. I don't know. That's what I see. But anyway, you know, are you homo sapiens? Are you a highly evolved animal that's learned to talk? Um, Are you, you know, what are you? Are you a worthless sinner? What the Ascended Masters teach is that God has taken a portion of himself and put it within each one of us. Mm -hmm. That makes us sons and daughters of God. Think of that. A portion of God is within inside of us. Jesus says the kingdom of God is within. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, God is within. The consciousness of God is within us. Well, why don't I see that when I look in the mirror every morning? You know, that's a, that's a legitimate question. You know, right. if God is in me, why do I make all these mistakes every day, you know, mm-hmm. and do these things? Well, that's understanding that we have the potential to become one with God. Our soul has the potential to rise up, to merge with what we call our Holy Christ self, and then eventually through our ascension to become with our I Am Presence to become fully God within us, not as just, you know, another drop of the same thing, but individualized God presence within us. This concept is very profound because it changes everything. It changes the way we think. It changes the way we live. It changes how we interact with others. If God is in my neighbor as God is in me, well, I want to be kind to God. I want to treat God well. I want to, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, yeah. You know, we've talked many times about the fact that there's a certain accountability to this knowledge. That once you recognize it, you recognize the power that's inherent in your being, your consciousness. As we've said so many times, we are co-creators with God. Every act, word, deed, motive generates creation. And if we're not aware of that, then we're going to have some karma to deal with when it comes back to us again. And looking at people, you know, looking at others, we had this great little saying, be the Christ. See the Christ. Right. It was so simple, but it was a wonderful way to just remind each of us that we are very, 
very powerful. And we have so much influence and control in our lives if we choose it. I, I was just talking to somebody this morning about the accountability of when you hear the teaching, <laughs> any, any kind of a teaching of truth. You that, have, that part about you cannot know what you know. Yeah, yeah, there's an accountability. Yeah. And, and uh, somebody, uh, somebody said that they, they showed him something spiritual from our teachings, and there was no comment. And I said, my, my comment to that was, at the soul level, they understand, but if they ask a question about it and you tell them the truth about it, then there is an accountability about it. And so a lot of times people will stop their ears or stop their, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the three yeah. monkeys. Right. Do, I mean, every person we have to ask ourselves, do we want to really know the truth? Or yes. do we want to live, as in the Hindu tradition, the maya or illusion? Do we want to live in a world illusion? Well, that's not going to get us anywhere. And that's no. the way we've been living for tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years. It's a joy to know the truth. It's a joy to know that we have the potential to become one with God, still an individual and unique in this universe, but with all the power of God. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's not our human consciousness that's going to do this, but it's our soul evolving with our Christ self, merging with our I Am presence. And there's a way to get there. There is a path to be walked. But the first step on the path is understanding who you are, because until you understand who you are, you don't know where you want to go. No, and then there's, as you mentioned, Terry, you alluded to this, there's the willingness part. This is a free will choice we make. Right. We're not, we're not you know, having this put upon us without our permission. So, you know, ultimately, that's one of the parts of this whole powerful creation that we are, is that we can say yes, we can say no. And, and you know, and a big question that comes up is, if this was so universally true, how come... How come it's not out there? How come yeah. everybody doesn't know about it? Why are we taught this as, as children? Yeah. And, then, and then we get into the first three root races, and then the root races of four, five, and six, and where we are, the beginning of seven, and the understandings that, that the first three root races had purity, did make their ascensions, didn't have the problems that we have. When it was we look before at, the fall. It was before the fall. And what happened at the fall? Then, then those people that fell, those angels that fell, started telling us, you're not so good. Surely you shall not die. Yeah. <laughs> he started bugging us on the playground and the, the serpentine well, I think it goes back to understanding the equation of planet Earth. Yeah. <clears throat> Who we are and understanding God is in me. Well, then why do I see all these terrible things in the world? You know, well, it's obviously anti-God. And the force of anti-God comes from the fallen angels, their rebellion against God and their hatred of God. So... God is greater, which is the good news. Archangel Michael is greater than Lucifer. He threw him out of heaven. So as long as we align ourselves with Archangel Michael, we're going to get where we want to go. Right. So understanding that the presence of God with us, and maybe we should talk a little bit about what that looks like in each yeah. person. Well, I, I think it would be a great idea. Before we go there, though, I think you want to talk about how people are outpicturing the, the net result of the choices that they make. Uh-huh. You know, and karma is what we're basically talking about. That when you do look into that mirror, or when you do look into your life and you see what's going on, once you're able to accept that what you are experiencing is what you set in motion, that's the beginning of enlightenment, in my opinion. Uh-huh. I think then you come to the understanding of this incredible, awesome, innate reality, this divinity inside you that is capable of basically creating and recreating anything that you want. That's right. I mean, it's an awesome responsibility. It's an awesome power. And I, I, I think sometimes when we talk about these topics, well, we, we ex, 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 accept this as joyful news. Uh-huh. It ain't easy. 
Because at some point, you have to recognize accountability comes with a price. Well, if, if I've been told in my life, all I have to <laughs> yeah. do is accept Jesus as my Savior, and I've got a passport to heaven for eternity, Ooh. and all of a sudden you're telling me, wait a minute, I've got karma that has to be balanced? Yeah. It's not automatic I'm getting to heaven? You know, I mean, Hello. it takes a little adjustment. It does, and you know, you don't get a get-out-of-jail-free card. I mean, that's just... But the, that's okay, because you have the joy of the path and the yeah. opportunity and wouldn't you really rather know the truth? Of course you would. I mean, even though it may be inconvenient initially to sort of change your way of thinking, I, that's all I want to do. I want to know the truth. I grew up in a Christian church, very conservative. I loved it. I loved Jesus. But I said to God, I said, what's missing here? You know, there, there's something missing. There's, Same question. You know, right. I need, there's more. I mm-hmm. want to know the truth. And when you do that and God brings you the truth, yes, there's an accountability. But that's what you're searching for anyway. Yeah. And, and if you get the sense in your mind that there's heaviness to this, that is the serpentine mind telling you it's probably more than you can handle. Yeah. The truth is, we have all smiles on our face. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. the joy that's inherent in this is such a liberating joy. It's freedom. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we're really you, talking you know, I, about. This morning before freedom. I, before I mm-hmm. came in, I took my dog to the groomer. Oh, boy. <laughs> and the groomer is, is a, also, they also do dog training there. And they have this little sign on the, on the counter when you go in there and it says, a year from today, you would have wished you started today. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, there's a yeah. logic to that. Well, I mean, is. I think they're referring to dog training, but let's apply it to the <laughs> spiritual path. You know, you don't, the good news is you don't have to do everything at once. You know, it's a path. It's one step at a time. That's all it takes. And God will meet you wherever you are right now. It doesn't matter where you are spiritually, in the world, physically, your health. What you've done, it doesn't matter. God will meet you where you are if you're willing to take the first step. Yes, and there are no accidents. The fact that you're listening right now is a clear indication that you've been given an opportunity to at least consider this option. Whether you take it or not, entirely up to you, free will, God's, you know, God's gift to you. But it's no accident that you're listening. So where, where do we start then? Do we talk about the, the highest self, the Christ self, where we are? How do we, how do we paint a picture for where people can go? Well, I think what we can do is we can kind of open that door, if you yeah. will, no pun intended. Um, uh, we have a, a very nice little excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet that we'll start the next segment with. It's only about five minutes long, mm-hmm. and we'll let you know when that's, when that's coming up. And she talks about this very thing, you know, that there's basically three parts to us. Mm-hmm. And as you just uh, mentioned, Terry, there's the, well, you mentioned it, Sid, first, the I am presence. That individualized manifestation of God, which is in our awareness, you know, above our crown chakra. Mm-hmm. Then the step-down transformer, the mediator, is our Christ self within us, that higher mental body, if you will. And then there's us. We are the gods of becoming. We're at the bottom of that chart working our way up. So I mean, if you get a if you get an image in your mind, I wish this wasn't radio right now. You could <laughs> see this visual. We're going to do a little slideshow for you. Well, if you go to TSL.org, you can look at the <laughs> yeah, oh, what yeah. the I am presence chart looks like. It's the chart of the I am presence, your divine self. You right. can see how this all kind of falls out. You'll see what the causal body is. We'll talk about that later. You know, it's a not a it's not complicated. Yeah, and understanding that we're more than our physical body. It's our soul that mm-hmm. resides in our physical body. That is what becomes immortal. We don't take this body, which is good news for me, you know, <laughs> to heaven with us. We get oh. a spirit body, but it's our soul that must come up higher. And the yeah. soul is not permanent until it makes its ascension. That's right. The, the soul earns its immortality. Exactly. Right. Well, I think, you know, before we get to segment two, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I just kind of mentioned, the, the Christ self that we refer to often um, comes in many forms. I mean, people have called it that still quiet voice within um, a moment ago, I think I referred to it as the step-down transformer. It's the mediator, if you will, between God the Father and you. 
Um, and if you look at this chart, and again, <laughs> we have visuals for you here, we can show you a PowerPoint. It's like a figure eight flow. And if you look at where your heart is standing, this is like a totem. You have the I am presence at the top, Christ self in the middle, you at the bottom. There's a figure eight that flows from your heart through the heart of your Christ self up to the heart of God and back down again. This is where all the energy that you are using to create flows. Anytime you stop that flow, anytime you miscreate, anytime you make a a choice or a decision that doesn't use that energy properly, it gets stuck. You can't go back to the source until it's transmuted. We often talk here about violet flame and how important it is to understand this is one of those very practical tools for taking that misqualified energy and transmuting it back to its original purity. So when we talk about later, and we'll hear this you know, when, when Elizabeth Prophet is talking about it too, mm-hmm. that there is a constant communication between our heart, the heart of God, through that step-down transformer, that still quiet voice within, that higher mental body, your Christ self. And you not only have that Christ self, but as Sid has said, and we've said before, we all have it. Yeah. And so Jesus wasn't unique. He became the Christ. Yes. He was manifest the Christ when he walked the earth. And it's interesting because Jesus personified the mediator, if you will. Mm-hmm. Even traditional Christianity treats him as such. And, you know, if you look back at the Old Testament, when you did something bad, I mean, usually the lightning came down you know, very quickly and you were gone. I mean, oh, yeah, there, yeah. there was no mediator between God the Father and what you did. With the coming of Jesus, the Christ self became the full mediator because of his sacrifice and his service to our souls. So there is a step down. So the karma is not immediate. We have opportunity to balance before it manifests. And if you look at the Old Testament, uh, some of those things are pretty grim that happened to people. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said, don't don't touch the ark. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Yeah. Don't turn around and look. You'll turn into a pillar of salt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So thank God we have the Christ self and we have Jesus. Well, thank God, indeed. Um, Well, we're coming up on a break already, believe it or not, is that going by very fast here. Um, we'll be back and talk more about the, the higher mental body, the I am presence, and us as gods and becoming. So please stay with us. We'll take a short break. Be back in about a minute and a half or two. Okay? The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Uh, thanks for staying with us, everyone. Um, I thought we might open this segment with a short excerpt um, from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. On Your Higher Self. It's only about five minutes long, but there's a lot of important information packed into those five minutes, and please just put your soul's ears on. Here it is. Jesus tells Thomas, the kingdom is inside of you. And Jesus told me many years ago, when you see that word kingdom in scripture, it means consciousness. The consciousness of God is inside of you, and it is outside of you. When you come to know yourselves, then you will be known. When you come to know that God is in you and you realize that God, you will be known for that light. And you will realize that you are the sons of the living Father. You are now the sons of the living Father. You don't have to get somewhere from here to be that son. That is your native identity. And the Apostle Paul was a Gnostic. I want you to know that. Gnostic is the Greek word meaning knowledge. These are the early Christians that sought self-knowledge, self-realization. And Paul spoke of us as being inheritors of the same universal Christ. He said, you are joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs of that light. It is your inheritance. It's been sealed in a foreign bank account with no number and you could never get at it because they wouldn't give you the number and the formula and the key to that box. And in the new age, the key to that I am presence and Holy Christ self gives you the authority to make an affirmation, to call forth angels and to direct that light, not just because it's positive thinking, but because God is in you. And with one fell swoop, this revelation wipes away thousands of years of world condemnation heaped upon us, whether by orthodoxy or by fallen angels who have gone to persecute the light bearers in the earth, who have desired to convince us by what? 
by philosophy, by doctrine, by all manner of cunning logic they have devised for us that we are miserable sinners and we can never rise to our pure God estate. Another Gnostic text, the Gospel of Philip, describes the follower of Jesus who walks fully in his footsteps and is no longer a Christian but a Christ. That is the reason you follow the Master. What does Christ mean? It is also from a Greek word, Christos, meaning anointed one. A Christ is one who is anointed with the light of his I Am Presence and that universal Son of God. And Jesus promised this, and it's in the book of John. He said, those who will love me and obey me and keep my commandments, the Father and the Son will take up their abode in him. So this lower body in the chart is a vessel. That's what the quest of the Holy Grail is about. The knights would go forth and defend the people against their oppressors. They would slay dragons and defy witches and absolutely come home champions against every nefarious force. That was the self-emptying of the subconscious of the not-self, the quest. And when it is self-emptied and when we challenge the forces externally on behalf of others, then we are ready as a vessel to receive that great light. We become the Holy Grail by this process. This one who is no longer a Christian but a Christ. Of him, Jesus tells Philip, you saw something of that place and you became those things. You saw the spirit, you became spirit. You see the spirit of the I am that I am above you. You will become that spirit because your soul is a mirror a mirror right here below facing the higher octaves. And what is reflected in that mirror is what you see with your third eye. And when you see God and you know that is a divine reality pulsating in all four dimensions and more, you see, as Jesus says, you saw Christ, you became Christ. You saw the Father, you shall become Father. In this place here in illusion, you see everything and do not see yourself, he says. You do not see your real self. But when you are in that higher consciousness, in that place, you do see yourself. And what you see, you shall become. Again, as above, so below. <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> the kingdom of God is inside you. And what you focus on, you become. You know, I think that sums it up pretty well. What do you think? Well... <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's a really packed kernel of information there in those five minutes. And well, it's, I, hard to, I just, it's hard to overstate it. I know, <laughs> and, and what, the thought that was coming to me, and I know we're going to talk about it later, is the tube of light. I, uh, do you want me to come in on the tube of light later oh, well, when, you, when you bring it up? Because, let's, yeah, let, let's come back to that because okay, I think be, it'll probably bear a bit more Because discussion. that protects us, uh, yeah. and, and I want to explain yeah. My take well, I that. think it's, I mean, again, I, I think said so at the beginning of the show, when you understand this concept, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. Who you are, how you interact with others, what you do, and how you look upon the light that God gives you every day to beat your heart. And, you know, one of the things that happens is this light comes down to us. Through our, the Bible, I think, called, talks about the silver cord mm -hmm. right, or the crystal cord, whatever you want to call it, where this light comes down 24 hours a day. It goes into our heart. It literally 
provides the energy that beats our heart and maintains the flame, the threefold flame within our heart. And it gives us the energy to think, to act, to do whatever we're, however we use that energy in living, we're taking God's pure energy and we're qualifying it as such. Well, if you know you're taking God's energy <laughs> and qualifying it, obviously you want to do the very best job you can. Right. And that's where we come into use of the violet flame, the science of the spoken word, as you said, you know, a tube of light, understanding light, the flow of energy, and gaining mastery of that energy. I mean, this is the point of the path, is to gain mastery, to become adepts, even as Jesus and others have become adepts. adepts. And so it, it takes, it's a day-by-day process. You know, when we first began the show, um, back amazingly now, over three years ago, yeah. one of the lines that came up a number of times was, master yourself, mm-hmm. become God. Yeah. Very, very potent billboard there. I mean, if you're driving down the highway and you get that in your third eye, and you really comprehend exactly what it means, whoa, I mean, that's, that's, that in itself is a, is a lifetime study. Well, how do you look at that and say <laughs> right. it's not blasphemous? Well, the only way you can say that is knowing that God is in you, and that our divine plan is to become one with that God in us. Yeah. That's how you become God. We're not making our human God, and, but it's the divine. Well, and I think all of us are striving to come up higher. You know, we're, we're, we're climbing out of the pit, if you will. And for anybody to try to pull us back down is just not well, right. Yeah, <laughs> see, and, and that's what we want to protect ourselves exactly. from. Exactly, I think that's and, what the tube and, of light is for. That's right, and it's one of the things that's mentioned early in the in the Keepers of the Flame lessons is this concept. And I used to love to tell people about it because it's easy to see. You are a flame in a milk bottle that's been placed in a in a pot of water. <laughs> That flame will not go out. And so when you do, when you invoke your tube of light of protection from the mighty I am presence down through the Holy Christ self, down so that it surrounds your soul, you are this candle burning in this, whatever you would call it. You know, we're out here in the world. And the four lower bodies. There's a lot of negative <laughs> energy that would encroach upon us. So we want to protect ourselves from that while we try to become more godlike. Well, I think that's the whole concept, that this light must be not only honored, but it must be protected. Right. This is why we make prayers to Archangel Michael every day, because this light is sacred light, and so we want it to be kept and used only as it's supposed to be used and not taken by those who will misuse it. Right. And if, you're, and if you don't have that protection on, people can send you darts and arrows and one thing and another, and it will affect you, and you'll lose your harmony and one thing and another, and then all of a sudden you're off course. Well, the truth is uh, we would be naive to not recognize the opposition that presents itself to us as we try to climb higher. Right. I think all of us have felt that, um, that as we, try to, as we strive to be good or better, sometimes we get opposition, and sometimes from the least likely of places. It could be family. Right. It could be friends. It could be social pressure, peer pressure. All kinds of things arise to stop you from advancing. Well, I think in, in, if you go back, whether in current times or in history, any individual that's come forward with something new, something that will take civilization higher and challenge the status quo, they don't do well. I mean, look what happened to Jesus. Look at all the saints that were burned at the stake, you know. <laughs> I mean, how dare you talk about God or how even becoming God? And so what perhaps they were missing, what we have, is the understanding that we can have the protection not only of our tube of light but of Archangel Michael. So we're not alone in this. Right, right. And I, I think that that probably bears repeating as often as we can think of it is that we are not alone and in fact, I think one of the admonitions of the masters is, you can do this on your own. You 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 require assistance, divine assistance, preferably. Yeah, you know that's why we have teachers. That's why we have gurus in the East. 
Let's talk about uh, our causal bodies and how they are so different from one another. In other words, like snowflakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, and everyone is is completely. Well, why unique. don't you define what causal body is for us, Tom? Well, I think the causal body is that um, I've re- referred to it often as our treasures laid up in heaven. Yeah. If you look at the chart of the presence, if you go to tsl.org and find it, you'll see that this upper presence, this I am presence, is surrounded by concentric rings of color. This is where our good deeds, if you will, our good karma is stored. This is where that energy that we have created that has been for the good of ourselves and mankind is kept for us, and we can actually pull upon that. It's like a bank account. Sure. That causal body is for our use. It isn't something that goes up and we have no more connection to it. It is ours. It is our it's our treasure laid up in heaven. Yeah, and, and everybody's different. You know, the stars, as I think Paul said, the stars differ in glory. Mm-hmm. So our causal body is different. Is an example. Each band, of course, rec- represents one of the seven rays, and then each one is a certain God quality. So let's say you're a musician or an artist. Well, that's the fifth ray, which is green. Mm-hmm. So your band in the fifth ray might be very large. And whereas if you get down to the first ray, which is the blue ray, which is power and leadership and so forth, may, that may not be your thing, so to speak. And so that might be smaller than your green band. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, everybody's <laughs> different, and, and it matters what we do. And some people have causal bodies that are the size of the earth, if you can imagine. Others <laughs> oh are a little God. smaller, depending. But, but I want to make one distinction here. Even though we have these treasures in heaven, that's great and God loves us for it, but he wants us to deal with the negative part of our world, the mm-hmm. misqualified energy that actually resides in the lower portion below our, our belt area called the electronic belt, and that energy must be requalified. The karma must be balanced. And when we do that, as you suggested, Tom, in this figure eight flow, then the energy assigned, ascends to our causal body. Yeah. And it's the Christ self as the mediator that says that energy, th- that, that can either get through and deposit in heaven or it can't get through and you have to work on it again, right? Indeed, so yeah. that, that's why the Christ self is so key. Well, indeed. So let's take a short break here. And while we're away at break, think about that uh, cosmic bank account that you have. <laughs> think about all the things that you probably have up there that you have earned, you deserve to know. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. 
Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Now, I know we are throwing a lot of terminology at you. Causal body and figure eight flow and crystal cord and threefold flame and electronic belt. And we didn't bring up the dweller and the threshold, but we probably will. Um, and I recognize, I think we all do, that there's a lot of content here that basically outlines a lifetime study. And so we're not uh, so naive as to think that we're just going to throw all these things that are going to stick. But there is a way, there are in fact a number of different ways that you, if you choose, can follow this path and begin to pick up a bit more understanding and awareness of these various things that we talk about. And that is uh, the sacred adventure. In fact, uh, we're calling it the spiritual quest. And if you were with us, um, I think three weeks ago, we kind of broached the subject of doing the spiritual quest on an ongoing basis. And if you go to spiritualquest at tsl.org, spiritualquest at tsl.org, you will find a avenue for further study. It um, is a very finely paced, very comprehensive program, and the people on the other end will be happy to guide you along the way if you choose. So, spiritual quest at tsl.org. Yeah, you know, I, early on when I uh, was younger, shall I say, I was in Africa and I was doing some missionary work over there. And the opportunity came up to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, and I thought, oh, this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and yeah. uh, anyway, I'll, I'll make this, it, it, those of you that may have done it or know about it, it's not a technical climb, but it's, it's a long way up. It's almost 20,000 feet. And I think it's symbolic of the spiritual path and the quest. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was far more demanding than I thought it would be. Um, but we had guides and got us to the top. And I can tell you, as hard as it was, and I, there were a number of times I kept asking myself, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> well, how did I get here, so to speak? And yet the joy of reaching the top and achieving that victory after all that effort made everything worthwhile. And you know, as I may have shared with you before, when you come down, the, the guides make a little crown or wreath that goes on your head that says you made it to the top. It's oh, not everybody does. Wow. And I think God was trying to tell me, look, it's there. Are you willing to make the effort? Are yeah. you willing to strive? We'll be there to guide you. You won't stumble and fall, but you've got to make the effort. But the joy of the victory is so great 
that it's worth everything. It's worth the effort. And what else are you going to do in this world? <laughs> well, I mean, make money? I mean, what does that mean? I mean, you're going to leave it behind anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and so, <laughs> you know, make your days count. Know who you are and know where you're going and know there is a way to get there. But we need guides. We need people to help us to understand it. Every one of us have needed that. And so have all the great spiritual people of the past. So it's a way to get there. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at the end of every show, we, you know, we say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of this yeah. world. But you know what? Life is difficult, Tom. <laughs> it is indeed. I'm just saying that, that I think sometimes we, we pass that off so lightly without perhaps maybe stressing or underlining that, yes, it is difficult if you perceive it as difficult. If instead you change the language, if you chose to be the master and said, though the upward path is joyful, the uh, rewards are out of this world, whatever. I mean, we, we color our experience by the words and the ways in which we describe it. But we do understand we've got things to do. We've got mistakes to be corrected. Mm-hmm. We've got lessons to be learned. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's life. When you have the masters, sended masters working with you, everything counts. Yeah. Everything is where the next step where you need to go. You don't get off into left field someplace. You don't go off for five lifetimes doing something that you weren't supposed to do. You follow a path, and it's an upward path, and they will take you and show you the way if you're willing to walk it. Yes, On this, uh, this new website that you uh, have mentioned, um, is, is the Keeper of the Flame lesson one a part of that no, initial? No, Keepers uh, of the Flame is separate. That's separate. Yeah, this okay. is the spiritual quest, mm-hmm. the sacred adventure. Okay. Yeah, the keepers would be a great adjunct for that. Yeah, um, because yeah. I'm just thinking if you if you get somewhat serious about this, then the keepers of the flame fraternity oh. and lesson number one. Yeah, it's absolutely. real basic. It's real simple, and you take it at your own pace. And yeah, and you don't have to jump in with both feet. No, you know, yep. take it at the speed you're comfortable with. I mean, that mm-hmm. makes sense. But if you are interested, do something because opportunity is there, and. Um, you know, if if we'll try it. And I, that's all we're asking. Is like, you know, I think Mr. Prophet said in one of his, her lectures we heard recently, you know, don't believe this because we're saying it. Yeah. But use it as an indicator that maybe there's something there that might be worthwhile in your life, an understanding, a direction, a power that you've never had. You want to change your life? Use the violet flame. Use the power of the spoken word. Use the light of God that's channeling through you 24 hours a day for the maximum benefit for you, your family, and for the planet. I was just uh, I was just thinking about that beautiful picture of Elizabeth Clare Prophet when she finally made it to the top of Pikes Peak. You know, she's Never got seen her, it. She, oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's got her hands in the air. She's got double V's on her <laughs> on her fingers. You know, and because they right after that uh, that summer conference uh, in 1973, then a group of them climbed Pikes Peak. Yeah, and you know, I'll just say one more thing. That I know mm-hmm. we need to move on. And that is that one of the masters said once that they would not win our victory for us even if they could, because they would not deny us the joy yeah, that's right. of overcoming. <laughs> and w- and what th- that's, that's worth repeating, that they would not deny us the joy of overcoming. That's what we're trying to say. And I know I've got a friend out there who um, routinely um, characterizes what I say on the show as preachy. <laughs> well, like, okay, perhaps so. <laughs> but by the same token, it's, it's a joy that we preach. It's a freedom. It's a liberation it's it's getting out of bondage, getting out of jail. I mean, it, all those things you can think of, whatever your whatever your vision or whatever it is that you see in your mind, that you can imagine yourself just having wings. You're 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 as light as light. It's the liberating <laughs> power of the word. Indeed, it liberates us from centuries and eons 
of worthless sinners type of attitude, of not knowing where to go, of feeling lost, of feeling abandoned, of feeling lonely, feeling angry, whatever it is that where life has taken us, this will liberate us because it's the truth and it has a tremendous freeing power. And that's not preachy. That's just sharing the joy Indeed. of opportunity. Yeah. And, you know, there is a, the, the masters often um, tell us you should have a twinkle of mirth. You know, that there, it's not irreverent to laugh in God's presence. Because I think that, you know, the Lord loves a laughing man. And I, I say this because um, the other day I was um, in town doing something and I, I, I saw these, these um, greeting cards on this rack. And I just went right to this one because it just, it drew me and it said on the front, if God lives within us, as people say he does, then you open up the card and it says, I hope he likes enchiladas because that's what he's getting. <laughs> And I, I stood there and I laughed at that. I thought that person recognized and even honors God in a way. Right. But you know, it, it was it was so it was so great. And and I think I probably needed that bit of mirth at that moment. Sure. I didn't re- realize it until I started to laugh. And then when I did, it just I felt that freedom. Well, you know, the masters say, say that mm-hmm. uh, you have to laugh at your human consciousness. And interesting, St. Thomas More, he said, you know, uh, the devil doesn't like to be mocked. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like when people laugh at him because he's such a proud spirit. Yeah. So, you know, you do have to smile at yourself and laugh at your foibles and your mistakes. I mean, every day we have my means to laugh or cry, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> might as well laugh. <laughs> Sometimes it comes down to that choice. Yeah. Do I laugh or cry? Well, it's, you know, it's a joyful, serious path. And I was just thinking that you mentioned a lot of this terminology earlier. Uh, but once you've learned these terms, it's, it's like it's, it, it appears complicated to begin with. And, but then it gets more simple as you, um, as you absorb it, well, and as you practice it. Yes. And how many times have we heard people say they're stuck? Like, oh, I just can't get, I can't get past this. I, something's happening in my life. I just, I don't know what to do. Right. I mean, I've said it. I, I know we all have. And we know people who, who, with the best of intentions, will say the same thing. Now we know we have tools. We have an awareness. Number one, we know we're not alone. Right. If something seems impassable or impossible, we have the violet flame. We have decrees. We've got friends in high places. We've got the masses. We've got the angels. We have the elementals. We have this army of support, if only we recognize we have it, so we'll never get stuck. We'll never be bogged down again. We have a way to get out of the swamp. And, you know, what happens to <laughs> right. people is karma returns upon people. Well, why has that happened? You know, so they can learn lessons. But the angels and God are waiting. Because of free will, they won't interfere in someone's life until they ask for it. Mm-hmm. So how many people reach that point and say, God, help me? Yeah. That's all they have to yeah. say. And, you know, then if we ask God for help, we have to recognize if that help arrives. You know, it may become, you know, maybe you need your next meal. Maybe that's when you need God to help you. But if that next meal comes, then where do you go from there? Mm. So it's recognizing and acknowledging that we have gone astray. We have made karma. We still have these magnificent treasures of heaven because we've learned a lot of good things in all our lifetimes, too. Right. But we've got to clean up the debris, so to support, that's left in here before we can finally reach the goal of eternal life. And so that's what we're going to be dealing with. You know, yeah. that's why very advanced spiritual people do have very great challenges in their life because they're trying to balance their karma. They're kind of at the tail end. And they want to get home. And so they're trying to deal with as many things as possible. You just mentioned something that I think is worth repeating, and that is that the prayers we make, particularly when things are extreme, but not always, they could be any time, we can say things like, Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. Oh, I love that one. Amen. I mean, yeah. that is a prayer. It's a fiat. It's a call to action. It's the angels are waiting, waiting for us to ask them what to do. And in some cases, even to tell them what to do. 
Because that's their job. And because the law of octaves, they won't interfere with our lives or with this planet unless they're invited in. It's, you know, the earth is the Lord's, but we're charged to take dominion over it. And therefore, the angels and the masters will not interfere unless they're asked to. Yeah. And so that's a key part of all this. If you don't ask, they aren't going to help because you have free will and that reigns supreme. You know, one of the simple prayers that, that I mean, I, I, we probably all do this in some form or other. I do it every morning. Is I, you know, Archangel Michael, in the name of the Christ, I invite you into my house. Mm-hmm. With oh, the intention nice. that Archangel Michael just simply comes into my consciousness and then I'll say, clean up the, the shadowy stuff. <laughs> clean up the gunk, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's just a simple prayer, but it's an invitation to an incredibly high being who's there saying, please ask. And ask. it knows exactly what each one of us needs at the exact moment yeah. we ask for it. Yeah, I it, may, it may not be what we think we need, but if we trust in God, and we do, then we make these prayers, we'll know what comes to us is God's will and something we need to learn or some step we need to take. You know, And that's a great note to end this segment. Can you believe it? We just did another one. It blew by. It just blew by. I'm getting windburn. <laughs> anyway, please, folks, stay with us. We're going to take a short break here. We'll be back and continue our discussion of your higher self. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Thanks for staying with us. Um, I know if you're listening to this show in the archives, then this um, date will be out of context. But for those of you listening live... Um, this last last week was Valentine's Day, and it reminded me of something very important, and that is that God is our first love, and we want to just um, offer people the opportunity to consider that you know you're on your first love, and you by following His path. This is um, the admonition: is don't 
let any person, karma, or unresolved desire take you from your path homeward. Ultimately, that's all we're talking about, is getting home, getting back to the heart of God, merging once again with that consciousness, which was where we were born, and that's why we consider God to be our first and only true love. And you know, some people it's it's have a complicated relationship with God, if you will. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> and I think it goes from, you know, we've made mistakes. We Adam and Eve, we 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 fell, fell mm-hmm. from grace by our own free will choices. We feel badly about that. Mm-hmm. So you have to be willing to forgive yourself, even though the karma may not be completely balanced, you have to begin by forgiving yourself and forgiving God. Because people get angry at God. They don't know who to blame, so they blame God. And so Although you think God doesn't need our forgiveness, but we need to forgive God, even as we need God to forgive us. And so loving God is something, no matter where you are on the path, no matter how much karma you have or your your place in life, that is a flow of love and energy between you and the Father, Mother, God, who created you, who loves you, who lives within you, and they're just waiting to fill you with their light and their love as you're able to contain and is something very profound about saying, I love God. Yeah. I love God and the beauty he's created in the universe and my fellow man and whatever it is. But a very personal, intimate relationship with your father, mother, God, who knows you better than you'll ever know yourself. And that love is there if you're willing to open up your heart and to receive it. And don't think you're unworthy. Don't think because you've made mistakes or sinned that you aren't worthy of God. God will give you the opportunity to balance your karma. And to make up your mistakes. But God in you is worthy to receive the love of God. Yeah. You have that flow. And you are individualized in God. You're not just another drop of God, so to speak. You're individualized. As we talked in one of our earlier shows, there's no one else in the universe that has your exact divine plan and pattern and the cord of love of God that you're destined to manifest. Indeed. And yeah. it can start now. It can start right now. And one of the great greatest ways to express that love of God is through gratitude. Yeah. Being grateful for everything that comes, even those things that we may not welcome, if we understand why they're here, then we can be thankful for the opportunity to master that situation, to balance that karma, to move on and up. Yes. Yeah. And and we were we were talking earlier about these, some of these tools that we have. I, I wanted to kind of paint a word picture here. Sure. There there are not so many of them. Uh, it's not like we have to have a, a snap-on tool truck <laughs> with us. We have a tool belt. Yeah. You know, it's got your basic, you know, it's got the pliers, the hammer, and, the you know, half a dozen mm-hmm. or a dozen basic tools. And those are the things that we, as, as this organization and the teachings of the mm-hmm. Ascended Masters, have to offer. Well, and as students, we use them. Right. This is when we say at the beginning of every show, you know, we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. These tools are what we do every day. This mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you can enumerate them, Terry, but it's, it's prayer, decrees, and, you know. Yeah, yeah, and meditation and yoga. Do you have any comments on yoga? I, you know, personally haven't gotten into it, but what, you've done some of it, haven't you? Well, I've done some. Uh, I've done it to rehab. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very flexible. <laughs> so I, I tend to make these, these very um, painful noises when I do yoga. <laughs> but I'm thinking more about uh, things like these high-energy, high-frequency spiritual energies, the, right. the uh, violet flame. The violet flame. And other flames. You mentioned in the causal body, Sid, that there are seven rays, seven basic rays. There are more than that, but there are seven basic ones. Each ray is a different frequency, uh-huh. and each ray corresponds to a different level of our being, our chakras, if you will. You know, that the, the yellow flame, the crown chakra, is much more intense in some respects than the seat of the soul. But, you know, no less And, and of course, we have literally hundreds of decrees that we, we don't use them all the time, but there's very specific ones. For instance, for healing, for abundance, mm-hmm. for illumination, 
but very many different things. And, you you know, we don't use those all the time, but if you have a specific need, you can go to it. And what these are, these decrees are written by the Ascended Masters, and they're worded formulas for invoking and drawing down light. It's not the vain repetition of word. It's invoking and drawing down light. I like to use the analogy, if you're going to take a bath, you don't just turn the tap on for two seconds. You've got to draw enough water to be able to use mm-hmm. it. So we right. exercise by drawing down light each day, directing in specific situations. It can be in your life, in your family, around the world. I mean, you make calls on what's going on in Syria these days. Send forth the angels. They're ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, they'll protect the people that can be protected. They'll help those. So the, 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 the phrase is light is the alchemical key. Light changes everything. And when you invoke that light into your own personal life, that of your family, or into the nation, into the government, to the economy, into the world, it changes the equation. Yeah. The more light you have, the greater the change. Well, you know, we, we, we made a, a comment off the cuff a couple of weeks ago, and it kind of caught fire. Put yourself on light support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the people who responded to that said, you know, it's really interesting to me that it's a matter of training my consciousness to make those choices in the moment or in the, or in the course of a day. And you said this before, Sid, where if you just give it a try, take the violet flame and, and do it for five minutes or 10 or 15 minutes a day and focus it in an area where maybe you've got some troublesome situation. You know, yeah. m- maybe you've got something going on in your life. Point the violet flame at it. Make those calls for a few minutes. Do them every day for a while and see what happens. Yeah. You be the judge and, of what occurs. And make a list of the things that you want to work on today and see what the list, see how it's changed 30 days from now. Yeah, and don't overcomplicate it to start. You right. Know, just, just keep the list very, very short. Very short. The, yeah. the main And you know, key the, the, the naughty ones may not resolve themselves overnight because that's not the way life works. But things start to change because the equation changes because you've introduced light into a situation. Yeah. And I always like the example where if you have someone that you're really having trouble getting along with, whether it's in work or school or wherever in the family, and it's obviously there's a karma there. Try inundating both of you with the violet flame, with the forgiveness flame for a certain period of time. Don't tell them you're doing it and see if things change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll go back to the other concept of gratitude. Be grateful for the friction is probably teaching you something very important. And if you don't choose to learn that lesson now, it's going to come back. Well, this is what happens is people <laughs> avoid their karma. Yeah, okay? dodge it. You know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, sometimes you don't have to walk in where angels fear to tread. But if you're in a situation, there's a karmic reason for it. And so to the best of your ability, try to work through. You can't control what the other person does, but you can control what you do. Don't run away from it because it's going to come back just like clockwork. <laughs> and it may be the one thing that's preventing you from taking that next step on the spiritual ladder. You know, that concept of karma dodging, I always get this image of dodgeball in my head. I, I don't know why it is, but, you know, there's, there was always the kid, and I was one of them. I couldn't get away from it. You know, they they zeroed in on me, and they bounced the ball off my head every time. Uh, that's you know, good. So maybe that means a good thing. I'm, I'm yeah. probably not a very good karma dodger anymore. <laughs> that's a good thing. But you, was, you wanted to touch on forgiveness, and maybe we've got just a moment to to. To touch on that, I mean, well, it's a big subject, but somebody commented on it. Right? Had, actually, more than one. You know, after our the last show we did, uh, there were a couple of people that I spoke with who said, boy, I heard that show, and I really want to know more about forgiveness because I think I'm having trouble forgive, forgiving myself. It wasn't so much forgiving other people. That seems to be an easier thing for me to grasp. But there's a level inside me that says I'm caught up in this, was it the sin in the sinful sense? I mean, I, I'm uh, feeling worthless, or I'm feeling like right. I just can't rise to the level of accepting myself because I did something wrong, or I did something poorly, or whatever it was. How do I forgive myself? Well, you know, first of all, 
the failure to forgive yourself is really an act of pride. When you think about it, why aren't you forgiving yourself? Well, the things I've done are so bad, I can't forgive myself. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's subtle. It's subtle, but it's there. You know, when you forgive yourself, you're not saying I'm not accountable for what I've done. Because you are, and God will make sure you're the opportunity to balance the karma. But you're saying, you know, I may have done something out of, you know, I didn't understand it. I didn't know it was wrong. Now I understand I wouldn't do it again. So I can forgive myself and and pray to God that I have the opportunity to balance that karma, whatever it is, and move on. But until you begin to forgive yourself, how can you ask God to forgive you or or someone else to forgive you? So that's that's a really good point to make, Tom. When you forgive yourself, it's like you're forgiving others. You're not forgiving the fact that what you did was wrong, but you're forgiving yourself in the sense that you wouldn't do it again, and you're acknowledging that it was wrong, and you're going to balance the karma. It gives a freedom. Well, and to bring this back to the core of the topic today, the higher self, your higher self forgives you before you ask. I mean, your higher self is already (laughs) aware of you better than you are of yourself. The forgiveness is there. You have to be the one who finally says, okay, I put the seal on this. Yeah, I accept my forgiveness. I accept my forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking at you, where, I always look at you, Terry, at the end. Where did this hour go? <clears throat> Just uh, It's amazing how fast this goes. I mean, it's a joy to do, to do this, believe me. I, it's a I, real I would blessing. do this every day if we had the opportunity. And I'm so grateful for you guys for being here to do it. Thank you, Sid, of course, for being yep. the, the official, unofficial co-host. <laughs> yeah. um, and Terry, of course, and all the people behind us, all the people at the other end of the mic. Uh, without Our you guys, it over there. doesn't happen. David, yes, David, thank you, David. Yeah, David. Hey, we, we're grateful for you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. And those of you out there, if you've got any questions or concerns, give us just contact us at webradio at tsl.org, and we will get back to you. We will. One of us will for sure. We always answer our mail. So thanks again for everybody. And remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this world. world. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 